0: Welcome back everyone to MX Asian American. Today we have Ashton. Do you want to introduce yourself first?
1: Hello, I'm Ashton Yoon. Um, I'm the co-founder and chief operating officer at Antithesis Foods.
0: Awesome. Um, So I saw your post in um, Asian Hustle Network and was interested because I have been well, I'm always interested in food because I'm a foodie, but <laughs> really. Um, I am a big foodie, so I'm also interested myself and in, like um, doing some entrepreneurship around food. Um, so that's why I reach out. Cool. Um, but yeah, tell us just a little bit about how and where you grew up first.
1: Um, I grew up in California in a city called Cerritos. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. No one usually when I say Long Beach, people are like, oh, okay. Okay. It's about, <laughs> you're like, okay, yeah, it's about 30 miles-ish south of L.A. area. Okay. So I grew up there. Um, I grew up with my mom, my dad, and my sister. Um, Yeah, had a pretty normal childhood. <laughs> um, okay. My dad is full Korean from Hawaii. My mom's half Korean, quarter Chinese, quarter Cuban from Cuba. Mm.
0: That's very cool. Uh- okay. Mm-hmm. So, what did you decide to study in college and why?
1: Um, so, in college, I decided to study environmental science. Why? Um, <laughs> that's a good question because now that I think back, I'm like, why did I do that? It definitely wasn't well thought out. I was very young. I think I was really drawn to the concept of sustainability and agricultural systems and how do you make your food. And I think thought that environmental science is going to let me do that It I knew I wanted to go to UCLA and I got mm. it and I had to pick my major and then I was like this major looks like something I would want to do and then, by the time I discovered it wasn't really anything like what I wanted to do I was already like third year upper divs and oh, I feel like wow. it's too late so um Just ran with it. I also kind of didn't care. I wanted to do other things. I wanted to like party and drink and stuff like that. So it was fine. I graduated and then it was done.
0: Awesome. Well, um, yeah, honestly, the U.S. education system is like, I don't know. They ask us to choose what we want to do for the rest of our lives. Like when I don't even know, like when we're 18. I know. And then again, we have to choose what we want to major in in college yeah. yeah,
1: it's wild. I always think that like, I wish I had majored in something that was just broad, like biology, physics. <laughs> I think that just gives you like the skills. And then once uh-huh. you figure out what you want to do, and you get older, you go to grad school and yes. specialize. Uh-huh. Yeah, what are you specialize. Yeah. What are you majoring in right now?
0: Um, English creative writing poetry.
1: Ooh, okay. See, you're doing it the right way. You're keeping it like nice and broad, so you can explore. And then, do you have an, a sense of what you want
0: to do? Yeah, I want to be a poet. Um, so I will be going to grad school for an so. Probably. Freaking cool! <laughs> Thank you.
1: <laughs> oh my god, that's amazing! Um, um, do you know the book, um, Minor Feelings? Yes. I always think of when I hear a poet, I think of her.
0: Really? Huh. Interesting. For
1: some reason, because it really stuck with me when I read that book that she was mm-hmm. a poet and she went to school for it. And I was like, that is
0: awesome. It's a really very good book. Yeah. Um, where was I going with this? Oh, <laughs> so I did see um, on your post that you said that um, you were actually full-time um, career in fashion, right? Yes, I was. Kind of like find your way into that industry.
1: Um, So when I was an undergrad, I actually did some fashion internships. Um, I was very, very into fashion. I guess still am tangentially interested in it. Um, But I really liked it because I felt like with dressing my body, I got to tell people what I was feeling on the inside. Mm. So when I was younger, I was really, really shy. And, mm-hmm. you know, like so shy, I couldn't even like order at a restaurant. I had to like oh. tell my parents what I wanted to order. And then so... I started, I guess, maybe expressing myself through my clothing and I felt like that was super transformational for me and I felt amazing. And I was like, oh my God, I feel like who I was supposed to be. I feel like I can talk and all that kind of stuff. So Mm -hmm. um, I wanted to bring that feeling to other people.
0: Mm -hmm. And
1: so I thought I want to go into fashion. Um, So I had some internships when I was an undergrad. After I, after I graduated, I interned at Vogue at their LA office, Um, And then I landed a job in fashion PR, which essentially you work at an agency, they represent certain fashion brands, and it's your job to go get, then get celebrities to wear those fashion brands. Oh, and so okay. that was my job wow. um, for maybe about three years. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, we worked events like the Oscars, the Golden Globes, that whole like, you know award circuit. And it was fun. It was definitely an experience. I definitely grew a lot personally from it. But as time passed, a lot of a lot of bad bosses as well. Um, mm. And I just felt like. Why? What am I doing? You know, this isn't right for me. I don't feel like I'm actually changing anything or helping mm-hmm. anyone. Mm-hmm. Um, so then I had this feeling that there was something wrong. Mm. Um, and then what actually made me move away from that was my dad unexpectedly passed away. It was very sudden. It was very unexpected. Um, And I think it really just like rocked my world. I was just like, oh my gosh. And it made me really reevaluate what I was doing with my life in general. Um, And then, so I was just like, well, whatever I want to do with my life, it is not this. So Mm -hmm. I just quit. I quit. I had no plans. I kind of floated around. I definitely was a little depressed around that time. And then in my depression, of course, I was watching Netflix and I saw a documentary about food or something like that. And then they talked about, oh, a food scientist said blah, blah, blah. And um, I thought, food science? What is that? (laughs) and it was just you know I loved when I was a kid I loved math and science I was also really good at it I'm also a foodie like you um I loved going to restaurants I loved cooking Uh and I was like wait this sounds like the perfect marriage of all the things I love so um I don't know I then I just picked it up and ran with it um
0: yeah well I really wanted to talk um just respond to something you said was like, he um, talked about how like you finally found a way to express yourself through fashion, mm. like through dressing yourself, and like you want to bring that same like sort of freedom of expression to like other people, which yeah. is really really similar. I actually just interviewed um, the founder of the Slants, um, which is a music band, oh. like a decade ago. <laughs> but like, um, yeah, but basically he was telling me how um he felt like he couldn't express some of the things that he wanted to express in words or like in writing so he turned mm-hmm. to and then he also wanted to show how other people can also do it the same way so it's just like a link that I saw that how like I don't know every human being seems to want to express something in their own way but also like share that with other people
1: exactly mm-hmm. yeah it's that. Did you do a podcast recording with this person? Yeah,
0: yeah. It was like oh, I <laughs> that's I why it was great or
1: <laughs> oh great. Okay. I can't wait to hear it. I do agree because you know, we live in this world where being extroverted and like saying what you're thinking and like interrupting people and chiming on the conversation is like the way to communicate, but not everyone communicates that way. I hate yeah. communicating that way. Um, so it's just really interesting thinking about how can we shift. In the workplace in school to accommodate these other ways that people like to communicate because people have ideas people have really good
0: ideas they might not
1: be saying it out loud Mm
0: -hmm. yeah for sure um so you got this food science idea um yes you ran with it so how did you like did you do any like um i don't know academic courses on food sciences or get a certificate of some sort um Yeah, I didn't know where
1: to start. So I literally googled like food science grad school. (laughs) Um, And then I applied this was Oh, gosh, I was very late to the game, because I think I had to submit applications that fall but I this was late summer already. So I just applied. Um, I had really bad grades in undergrad because like I mentioned, I didn't spend enough time studying. So um, I got rejected. I I, I took the GRE and stuff. I did well in the GRE, but it wasn't enough to overcome like a low GPA. And I didn't have like all these prereq courses that you're supposed to have. So I got rejected from everyone. I was really depressed. Um, But I was like, you know what? I'm not going to give up because I feel like this is the right thing that I need to do. Mm -hmm. So um, I went back to UCLA, not again for undergrad, but I did uh, a post-bac classes at UCLA extension. So I took like nutrition, microbiology, mm-hmm. like all these pre-rec kind of courses for food science. Got really good grades, showed them I'm not stupid. I can actually do well in courses. Uh-huh. Um, and then applied again the next year. This time I only applied to UC Davis and Cornell because those are the two top two food science schools in the country.
0: Mm-hmm. I got into
1: Cornell. So I was like, well, I guess I'm going to New York.
0: Wow, that's amazing. Um, yeah, just like the to like not give up when you get so many rejections. Um,
1: yeah, it was a little disheartening, but I was yeah. like, I just feel like this is the right thing for me.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, so then you went to Cornell for grad school um, mm. and then you were doing your thing. And so how did you get the idea of like starting your own business?
1: Um, it definitely was not something I went in saying, oh, I'm going to start my own business. I remember some of my friends when I was moving was like, oh, are you going to start a food business? I was like, no, I would never do that. I was like terrified of killing. Here you are. (laughs) Yeah. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to make something and it's going to like mold or like something's going to happen. And then someone's going to get sick. Um, But that was my greatest fear. But obviously going to school helped me realize like, oh, it doesn't work like that. Like it's (laughs) actually, if you follow these principles, it'll be safe. So um, I kind of fell into it. Actually, I met my co-founder, his name's Jason Goodman in a class at Cornell, it was a product development class where Mm -hmm. your final project is, oh, make a food product. And so um, Jason's team, it was actually a totally different team from mine. They made, it was 2017, so chickpeas and that whole bean movement was starting Um, in food um, around then. And so they picked chickpeas and they made like this chickpea chocolate snack that actually won the in-class competition. Um, So then, where they're like, okay, let's continue working on this. And then I had a bunch of friends on that team. So they recruited me because I had a little more, um, experience in the food process, like processing area. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, they recruited me and they're like, let's make a business. And I was like, sure. Wow, oh. <laughs> <laughs> <It> sounded fun.
0: <laughs> uh-huh. But like, of course, what, what would you, um, stay like Initially, of course, it was like, oh my gosh, this is fun. But of course yeah, should be there's gonna be like, you know, hard moments or like stressful times, things like that. What made you stay?
1: Yeah. Um yeah, it was definitely I think naivete made me stay at the beginning. I really did not know what I was getting myself into. Um, it was a really fun side project. And then we got accepted into ELAB, which is the business accelerator program at Cornell. They're wonderful. And just Cornell as a whole is extremely supportive of entrepreneurship. So mm-hmm. we got into that and they start teaching you some of the basics, like what is a business model, how to make a pitch deck, that kind of stuff. And we're like, oh, and then we started to think about it more like a business then. Mm-hmm. And we actually launched our first product, which is called Grabanzo's, at the end of that program. Um, and then I think we had the tools to, you know, keep doing it and keep growing, keep learning. Fortunately, we were in grad school. So, you know, it's not like, oh, I have no, no job or income. So that was definitely helpful. Mm-hmm. Um
0: what was yeah, behind, and just, like,
1: uh-huh.
0: at this point, was the name already Protos or, like, what was behind?
1: Oh, okay. This is a story. So, Garbanzos, I don't have a bag of it with me right now. It's actually a totally separate product. It's a sweet product. Oh, uh, okay. So, that was the first product we ever came out with. And essentially, what we developed, so everyone thinks we're a chocolate-covered chickpea, but we're not. Um, what we're doing is we're making a sort of dough out of legumes like chickpeas. And then the special invention behind that dough is when it heats up, it starts to create all these little air pockets inside Mm. and it expands. And so it creates like a structure, like you'd expect in like bread, but from chickpeas. And Mm. so That was the core invention for garbanzos. And so in 2019, we applied for a grant and we got the grant from the National Science Foundation to take that technology and then make it into this entire ingredient platform. So we started to make granola, like granola with quotation marks, (laughs) like chips, um, little bits for inside your ice cream and just all these different types of things. And actually that's where PROTOS came out of. Um, So PROTOS came out of that research from that grant.
0: Mm, okay. Okay. Yeah. So it was like Protos. Um. Did you like the same essential team who like started working on Protos? Or oh
1: gosh, no. So, <laughs> uh, we had a pretty big team at the beginning. I feel like it was six or seven people. But mm-hmm. you know, people graduated, and the <sighs> the amount of commitment it takes to graduate from a good school like Cornell and not go take a really cushy job is very intense. So yeah. um, most people you know, went on and worked elsewhere. There were also a lot of people that needed visas. And so you have to go find a job. Um, so it was really me and Jason from that original team that stayed on and were committed afterwards. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: So like what's behind the name? Of
1: protose protose mm-hmm. um so protose i guess to give your listeners some background it's a grain-free baked crisp is what we're calling it so um it has low calories 90 calories per serving eight grams of protein and eight grams of fiber per serving and we're showcasing it in classic flavors like salted barbecue sour cream onion essentially it's a chip but it has protein and fiber, but tastes really good. At least I think it tastes good, but obviously I'm biased. Um, So behind the name, uh, we actually worked with this great um, branding consultant in LA. His name's Peter Imbras. So he would help us, oh, position the product. You know, this is where you should position it. Here's some potential names. Here's your, you know, branding statement. Um, and then he came up with a bunch of ideas and Protos was one of them. We did not mm. choose it at the beginning. We actually oh. ended up choosing something that like going down this horrible rabbit hole of names and then came back to Protos. Um, he originally got it because protein, pro, mm. pro, I guess, but we liked it because it reminded us of prototype. So mm. I really like the concept of um, things never being finished. Mm -hmm. So you can always improve. You can always be better. So protos itself, but we're selling now is a prototype because you can always make it better. Mm, I love that. Yeah. At least I I feel like they're, you know, constantly improving on your product is always a good thing.
0: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, So during this period of time, you were like about to graduate or like already graduated, but like have started this whole new thing. Yes. Um, probably super stressful also living in New York, um, <laughs> not great. um, Financially cold. Yeah. So like what has been, I guess, like the hardest pro- part of the process for you? Oh, geez. Um, there's a
1: lot that's hard. This whole thing is just hard in itself. I think for me, the, the biggest issue that I've come to is that how consuming I think owning a business is Mm. you know not just you know you have your work day whatever but then you go make dinner you're chopping vegetables you're thinking about xyz problem you're taking a shower you're you're cleaning your hair you're thinking about a different problem just like
0: engulfed in it for your entire day you
1: have to be obsessed and like I love being obsessed with it. I love like, I love that it consumes me, but it does take a toll, you know? It takes a toll on your relationships, like your romantic relationship, your friends, your family, um, yourself. Like, it's like, I need to, you know, go to the grocery store. I need to go to the doctor. I need to like exercise. And you like feel like you don't have time for that. So I think reconciling those parts of life has been really hard.
0: Hmm. Okay. Well, on the flip side, what has been the most rewarding? Um, I guess the part I love the most
1: about, I guess, owning your business and entrepreneurship is that when you put work in, you see something come out really hmm. fast, especially mm-hmm. in a small business, like work in something comes out. And that really gives you an incredible sense of agency over what you do. Um, Whereas I feel like sometimes when you work at a big company, you can work and work and work and you don't really see what happens. So I think that is really rewarding. And finally, it becomes like a product. I'm holding up a product now. Um, Like a product that people eat and then they eat it. And then when people are like, oh my God, this is so good. It solves like this big problem in my life I've been waiting for something like this I'm I'm not actually people have told us stuff like that and it's so nice and just knowing that you're making someone's life better and actually helping them I think Mm -hmm. is really rewarding Mm
0: -hmm. um so I know you do you have a co-founder um so what like how do you guys balance kind of um work um duties and then like also life priorities with each other uh with each other or like yeah like how do you guys work together you probably get into a lot of arguments. Things oh, of course. <laughs> <laughs> we're both extremely
1: opinionated.
0: Uh, yeah. Um,
1: <laughs> so Jason and I, we are a great co-founder parent. I'm not just saying that because I'm like, oh my God, I have to say it because people listen. To it, I <laughs> um, but I will say we fight a lot. We are extremely different people. Like if you give us a problem, we will probably solve it the most different ways that you could possibly solve it. Um, so he and I always joke that we're like, what we want for the company and our personal mission and our company mission and vision is always aligned. It's always aligned, which is awesome because that's your North star. But -hmm. in terms of the journey to get there, we like clash on everything, which is kind of good because like, because we don't really agree on that much you have to hash it out. And usually Mm -hmm. like it ends up being better after you hash it out than it would have been if either of you had just done it alone. So, I think we have learned to work together over the years. We definitely had like really rough patches, but I think um, just a deep understanding of each other and how each other's brain works um, has been really helpful.
0: Yeah, um, that's awesome to hear. Not that you guys fight all the time, but you
1: know. <laughs> <laughs> it's friendly fighting.
0: It's friendly <laughs> <shouting>. <laughs> um, so, what are some of like, your future plans right now for protos or near future plans
1: um for protos the brand obviously the easiest one is new flavors mm-hmm. people are already saying i want rosemary salt or asiago mm-hmm. cheddar mm-hmm. or things uh-huh. like that so those are like boom boom fairly easy right uh-huh. um we do want to do things like crackers and cereal essentially our company what we do is Anything that's crunchy and made of like wheat, rice, potato, or corn, we replace with legumes and our technology. So anything crunchy, we really wanna do. So imagine proto cereal, proto crackers, I don't know, um, proto biscotti. Those are things that are not out of the question Mm-hmm. Um As a company, we also sell directly to other CPG companies. So we sell those crunchy pieces for like, you know, your yogurt flip cup or your ice cream and things like that. So, so that's a piece we're also leaning very heavily into this year.
0: Mm, I'm wondering, like, it would be very exciting to see this in Costco. Um, <laughs> yeah. Some die sort of, for them. Oh, yeah like some sort of um you know supermarket chain things like that do you have any um plans for that
1: yeah so for proto specifically um we're we launched basically only direct to consumer on our website Uh um but we're in some retailers now we're trying to stay in the northeast just because that's where we're geographically located but Uh towards the second half maybe quarter three of this year we do plan to start going into retail so obviously would love to be in whole foods
0: um
1: i don't know if you know wegman's
0: um i know it's regional and i've heard of
1: yeah wegman's is a big thing here. So we're working on Wegmans. I mean, honestly, Trader Joe's
0: would be awesome.
1: I know. Trader Joe's, uh, it would be great. So (laughs) we will work on it. We do want to do it. It's just, I think going with a theme of prototype, we wanted to start getting feedback from our um, customers Mm -hmm. first, listen Mm -hmm. to their feedback. And we're actually Mm -hmm. currently iterating on the product to take Mm -hmm. into account
0: their feedback. Wow. No, I love that. Just like, Continuously make the product better.
1: Yeah, yeah. Personally, reach out to
0: customers.
1: Exactly, exactly. People will tell you what they think if you ask. Mm-hmm. So I, I love it.
0: Yeah, no, that's awesome. Okay, um, kind of a last um fun ish question, but what is if you were to create any flavor you want next? What would that be like for a chip? For a chip uh me salt
1: and vinegar I cannot get enough yes okay
0: (laughs) how about you um I like sour cream and onion it's my favorite
1: (laughs) oh that exists already (laughs) yeah
0: um
1: if I had something
0: that's not maybe like something I don't know Asian inspired spicy
1: like a sriracha
0: yeah yeah maybe sriracha
1: yeah or like a honey sriracha mm,
0: that sounds really good
1: <laughs> yeah oh you know what okay um I will so we're doing another production run next month I want to send you some from oh that my gosh
0: That's I so think nice that,
1: I mean like this one's fine but there's a lot we're doing to improve it so yeah. I want you to try the new and improved one
0: oh uh, no you don't have to but no, well, I would love to. If you're a South Korean
1: <laughs> fan, actually, you know what I would love to do? Send you a bag of each and get your opinion.
0: Oh, so like the before.
1: Yeah, before and after. Okay.
0: I would love to. and Yay. Okay, I'm going to make opinion. <laughs> I'm going to make a Um, I am not a food critic, but.
1: <laughs> no, but you, you eat. You're our customer. I, yes, yes. <laughs> yes.
0: I was going to buy some myself but I will still buy some myself.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, you can try them. And if you like them, then you can buy <laughs> <laughs> it. It'll this be like, like a sample.
0: It's like cross country sampling. <laughs> where do you, where do you live? Georgia? Um, my, my home is in Georgia, but I'm at school right now, which is in New Hampshire. Oh,
1: okay. 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 Yeah, because I saw your phone number and I was like, Georgia.
0: You know that phone number, huh?
1: No, it showed on my phone. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, it said Georgia. And I was like, oh.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I am on the Okay, okay. But so. you go to Dartmouth. I do go to Dartmouth.
1: Okay. Very cool. Um, yeah. How do you eat as a foodie when you live in the dorms?
0: You, I, I've been craving Korean food for so long, like, there is no there's none in the college town. I also like live in the middle of nowhere, like because Dartmouth is like in the mountains, literally. <gasps> and I just Dartmouth's in the mountains? Yeah.
1: Like I, I thought Ithaca was bad.
0: Oh my gosh. I got um well, like maybe this will help visualize it a little bit more. Um I have to I have to drive 10, 15 minutes on the highway to get to a Walmart. <laughs>
1: what? Wait, so how long does it take you to get to the highway?
0: Recently, well, like we're, we're like, I can basically walk to the highway, but um we walk like five minutes on in the car. But um recently Target opened nearby and everybody was like raving about this. <laughs>
1: Oh my gosh! This makes me feel better. I've been dying. I really hated Ithaca when I moved here. It was a oh, culture god. shock. Um, but it makes me feel better. We didn't have Uber. Do you guys have Uber?
0: Wow, we have Uber. Yes.
1: Okay, we didn't have Uber like my first two years here. I know. Or Lyft. And you know what's weird is the founders of Lyft went to Cornell. Oh my god, <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> oh my gosh okay I had no idea I've never even been
0: there yeah well I can't wait to go back home
1: (laughs) yeah what's with these college towns I'm always kind of confused I'm like why don't they put better stuff here because the students have money the students will yeah yeah Uh,
0: I mean everybody's like entitled and rich here
1: I know. I just, I don't understand. I think it's because my theory is that after no one wants to live there. So everyone leaves after they graduate. I don't
0: know. Yeah. yeah. I think that's true. Yeah.
1: Well, anyways, um,
0: <laughs> we've been- oh, yeah, close it. <laughs> um, thank you so much again for coming on. Where can listeners find you online?
1: Um, you can find protos at eatprotos.com. And then you can find a little bit more about our company at antithesisfoods.com. That is a mouthful, but hopefully Karen will put the spelling in the
0: episode description. Yeah. I will put everything in the show notes. So. Okay, great. Yeah. Thank you again for coming. Thank
1: you so much. It's nice to talk to a fellow fellow.